but some people don't have the money to be getting the healthy stuff so the easy option for them is the cheap stuff that's the stuff they can afford to eat to be able to feed their families that's all they can have but also some people Mm. they could be eating healthy but they've just got weight problems some people no matter what they eat they put on weight they're just big built so it could be like obesity is to do with sometimes what they eat but sometimes it's also to do with what you can actually afford some families are not actually able to make ends meet on a weekly or monthly basis because inflation food prices are going up especially over the last year um that's why the government is saying stuff like they want to cut down on vat because the cost of living is rising okay 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 Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Camel Chill Podcast, a podcast with real life girls for real life people speaking on real life issues with your girl Melissa and your girl Vivian. And we're back, episode 69. Hope everyone's good, staying safe, enjoying the dry January. <laughs> well, for people in the UK. What do you mean? That's not just a UK thing. Oh, me, I'm thinking you're talking about the rain. No. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking I think you're talking about the rain. No, I was talking about dry January, like where you not don't drink for January. Oh my god, no, literally. I've because literally they've been saying, yeah, like this is like the driest January we've ever had. Like normally in like January we're meant to have loads of rain. Mm. That's what you're I thought you're talking about. I thought you're talking about the rain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's interesting though. I was thinking today actually, although well, Today I was out and it rained, but it wasn't like heavy. It was just like spitting. But I was thinking, I'm glad it's not raining. It's cold, but it's not raining. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, like literally every time I keep going out, like to put like the bin out or something, Mm. I keep saying there's no like water nowhere. But yeah, it's Mm. weird because yeah, it hasn't been wet. But um, are you doing dry January? No. Oh, I couldn't because I was drinking on holiday. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm gonna still a drink. Me, I don't. Me, I don't really top partake in those type of activities. Although last year, I think I did it. I've never actually. Well, you, I've heard it from you, but I've never really heard people talking about dry January. Like, oh, I hear about people not eating and going to the gym and stuff, <clears throat> like trying to mm-hmm. lose weight in January or starting new stuff, new stuff. But um, the dry yeah. January one is a. Uh, I don't know if people do that. <laughs> I think they do though. That's the thing because if it, they do do it, has, it has to be a thing though. <clears throat> if there's actual name for it, it is a thing because a lot of people I know that do it. Even people at my work talk about it, doing it veganuary as well, where they go vegan for January. So yeah, it's a whole movement. My whole thing is, why do people do these things for short term? Why does it have to be dedicated to one month and then it's out and done what were you what's the purpose of doing it for a month and then starting over again what's the purpose behind it I think it's just to change make changes in your life and it like if you can go a month without drinking you could go six months without drinking if you can go a month without eating meat you could go six months without eating meat I think it's just to change yeah but my thing is a lot of people don't stick to it they just do it for that one month and then it's over and done with. So is that, what's that? Obviously, I can see it's like restraint, like people fasting for like a, um, a month or so. I can get that. But 
do you just do it for just saying, okay, I'm trying it, see what it's like. I intend to do this long term or I'm just doing it because you know what? I can do it and I don't, I can do it. Like, you know, like the, I know the No Nut November. Is there No Nut November? I think so. I don't know that one to be to honest. Where, where guys don't have sex in November mm. or something like that. So my whole thing is like, why do it for a month? Like, that. that's just my question. That one, I think, is for um, awareness for a cancer or something. Is it? I, th- I think. Yeah. I think that wants to do with, like, I want to say prostate, but I'm not sure. But I think there's one of them that is for, like, awareness. But I don't okay. know if it's that one. It could be something else. I've just typed it. It says, No Nut November is an internet challenge revolving around abstinence in which participants abstain from masturbation and orgasm <laughs> so i don't know maybe it might be to do with <clears throat> there's one that's related to um cancers the men the cancers that only men get but i'm not sure which one it is i don't know if it's that challenge but there's one that i've seen yeah but I think... um oh. no i think it's just do you know what it is i think it's just something fun for people to take part in whether it's gonna make a long-lasting effect or not it's up to you but I think it's just something that people take part in like I mean I don't think there's no big thing behind it I just think sometimes like for example I went I did vegetarian like vegetarianism for like a month years ago and I was vegetarian for the whole year so that stuck with me but then I went back to it like last year I went did veganuary but then I went back to eating meat so I don't know it just depends what you want to do really yeah could be fun could be a challenge for the person i think well from what i I think it's just challenging the person like okay can you do it for this amount of time and see how you feel or how your stuff whatever happens from it i don't know but yeah yeah and i think between friends as well it could be quite fun like especially like the dry january stuff or the veganuary like i remember um last year when in my team there was a girl who was doing it with her um flatmates and they would all like come together and like cook meals and that was kind of cute and fun so yeah I guess it's just something maybe something fun to do in the new year like something to change you know they have these like you have your new year's resolutions could just be something else yeah so yeah I think it just varies yeah depends (laughs) but I think I don't know for me the veganuary that one was that I don't think I've ever spent so much money on food in my life. Like plant based stuff is so expensive. It's peak. I don't know how vegans do it. But then they start finding their way around it because I don't know. Isn't a lot of veg just like veg? Veg and plant based stuff, like for example, plant based milk, like non dairy milk, non dairy butter, non dairy like, cheese. Um what's that nut milk called? To be honest, I already drank non-dairy milk anyway because I don't drink dairy. I don't really have dairy in my diet. But, like, when you buy it on a regular basis, it's just like, this is expensive. Like, one bottle of, for example, let me think, like a soy, like an oat milk is, like, pound fifty for, like, a litre. And if you use that every day in, like, whether it's, like, cereal, if you cook with it, if you make, like, shakes or like protein shakes and stuff that's gone that could be gone within the day or like two days then you have to buy another one and it's just like 
this is expensive. Like when I did my first plant-based shop, I spent like 60 pounds. And I was thinking, I never spent this much when I was not vegan. Hmm. Hmm. See, yeah. Like I just, uh, <laughs> all of that stuff, yeah. It's, it's for me, it just requires too much thinking. But mm. I can see why people do it because they do say like, um, it's healthier, it's better for you. It's like, I hear people saying I'm cutting out on this, I'm cutting out on carbs. For me, I've never been a type of person to watch what I eat. I've never been that type of person to be like, oh, I can't pick this up because it's got too much calories. I can't mm. pick this up because it's got too much carbs. Um, Talk to me about protein. I don't know what food has what in it. It's stuff that I've never really paid attention to. I can understand why people do it because, for example, if you're trying to go vegan and you don't want meat-based stuff and you don't want stuff with, like, a lot of all that stuff they're putting in it, chemicals, I can mm-hmm. get that. But there was a lady that I worked with once and literally, <laughs> I'll come in, yeah, and I'll be like, oh, shoot, I've even too much sugar. Vivian, too much fat. She would just come in. And what, I'm on like, your food? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't mind though. She was calm, though, to be fair. But, like, I was like... I don't think like that. I bought, you know, the aloe vera drink. I love mm. the aloe vera drink. If anybody knows about the aloe vera drink, it's, it's such a good drink anyway. But I bought her that because I kept on talking about how good it was. Mm. She goes, oh, Vivian, thank you. But it's got too much sugar. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, and she, the thing is, she's vegetarian, vegan. Mm. And I was like, okay. Vegetarian or vegan because they're not the same. Ah, be or both. I don't know which one she was. She's one of those ones that don't, yeah, you know. Sorry, I should have because sorry, I should, because for me, the, the veg vegans don't eat dairy. I no no. She was one of them ones, one of those two in it. She was either mm. one of those. Sometimes she will switch it up, but the thing with her, she she was strict on herself sometimes. But if she wanted to break it, she'll break it. Okay, yeah. So she'll be like, for example, if someone brought in something, someone has cooked something in the office, she'll be like, hey, I'll just try it. Yeah. So she wasn't like a strict on herself, like, oh my God, I can't eat everything. Mm. But she would stick to her diet most of the time. Yeah. She knew so much. Like any, she knew so much about food. Like mm. she would tell you the amount of calories, the, mm. how something is made, how something is processed. And I was like, God, you send, like you spend a lot of time. <laughs> trying to pick out what is the best thing to pick off the shelves. If I'd done that, I would spend two hours in the shop. Mm. But I'm assuming once you get used to it, yeah. it's like part of your daily life. And like what you said, it's expensive. But then mm-hmm. I've heard like all the like vegetarian and all that um, vegan stuff, they put too much, it's made out of fungi and all of that. It's made out of some stuff. I don't know what it's made out of in it. But I can never go veg or vegetarian because I don't like vegetables. I don't like that type of food so it's mm. it so hard for me and i can't eat food without meat <laughs> it's so it's so hard i don't know how people do it I, I when i did it it was good but it was just expensive and like i didn't what i've what i do find or what i did find is that um you find yourself because you have to constantly cook or like make recipes and stuff you find yourself buying like processed food which is obviously cheaper, like the oven food you put in the oven. But then that's not any better for you than meat, personally, I don't think. So it could have equal amount of calories in it, equal amount of fat, equal amount of salt, but it's just not got the meat in it. I think to be vegan, you have to have enough time or the dedication to cook because cooking every day, me personally, I don't like cooking every day. I don't mind cooking, but not every day. 
and I would cook for like two days but then by the third day or the second day you're like I don't want to keep eating this I've had this for lunch and dinner I don't I don't want to keep eating it so you have to cook again but when I when I did it I well especially at the beginning like the first two weeks I was making everything myself I wouldn't buy nothing that you could cook like that wasn't already that I didn't have to cook basically and after a while I was just like this is long love and the oven the the processed food like the the oven food is tastes like shit so you're just stuck so personally I think if you're going to be a vegan you have to dedicate time to your meals and you have to have money because this plant even like plant-based butter like two three pound yeah i can't that i was the other day uh, i went to get mcdonald's mm. i don't like mcdonald's guys i worked at mcdonald's for like five years so i don't like mcdonald's very much i don't like many things basically let's just say that i don't like the menu i don't like anything basically because i worked there for so long i like the big tasty and i like the chicken legend and the selects here and there and i went there i was like let me get they didn't have big tasty so i was like let me get the legend and my mom was like, when was the last time you got McDonald's? You don't know that they, they haven't had the chicken legend for time. And then I see in this place is now, uh, sorry. They took the chicken legend away. They took the chicken legend away. I couldn't believe it. I, I was like. That's the worst burger on the menu though. No, that's the best that burger. That is the driest thing on the menu. No, the chicken legend. <laughs> you, you better take the chicken sandwich away. The chicken they sandwich is worse. Chicken sandwich is not even like real, like real meat. Like, cause I used to eat those, no. Those those food when I remember when I used to make them when I worked there yeah the 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 chicken stuff on the menu is horrible no the selects are okay and so was the chicken legend but like they got rid of chicken legend like and I was, and then now you just see this okay the, I was just like okay it's fine you've replaced yeah. it with with I I get they have to be inclusive because there's a lot of people now on that diet a lot of mm. people are becoming vegetarian. But don't take it off to put some... I'm, I'm not saying they took it off to put it there. because that's I was going to say. That's not what they've probably done. But why would you take it off? Because when I work there, I, you start to know which burgers are the most popular burgers. Big Mac, for example, is popular. Chicken Legend was a popular burger. Like, it was, I think it was even more popular than Chicken Mac Sandwich. But I think Chicken Sandwich is a bit more popular because it was cheaper, whereas Chicken mm. Legend was more expensive. But... Why would you? Because now there's nothing really much on the menu. But me, I don't like McDonald's anyway. Well, to be honest, McDonald's changed their menu quite drastically f- during the pandemic. And I even saw today that they're getting rid of a lot of the stuff from their breakfast menu. So I think they just had a whole revamp of their menu. To be honest, I don't. Know, I don't know why they're doing that because the whole purpose from when they done the 2012 Olympics, they got a new system in place, and that was meant to speed up the process. But obviously with COVID, I can get that. But that whole process was meant to allow them to have more food and be able to get things out faster. But McDonald's, where I live, you could be in that drive-thru for 45 minutes if they're so mm-hmm. damn slow. But um, I just don't understand <laughs> why they're getting rid of, like, some of the favourites, like, mm-hmm. the things people like. Like, I just don't get that. Why? I don't know I don't know their thoughts behind it or the process behind it, but I think... When I when the pandemic first hit, I think they reduced their menu to things that required less handling, less less manhandling. So they, maybe that maybe the chicken legend was too much manhandling. No, it's no. The, all the stuff is made the same way. Like when you're in there, 
like how you make a chicken sandwich or how you make a Big Mac, it actually takes you longer to make a Big Mac than it takes you to make a chicken Mac sandwich or chicken mm. because of the how it goes through the thing. The only difference is that the chicken sandwich takes longer to cook when it's in the fryer, whereas mm. the Big Mac, the meat, is on the um, it takes like one minute twenty seconds basically to put mm. it in the thing, and you can put like eight patties at one time. But um, I think they went to a saver menu, which is like Big Macs, doubles, cheeseburgers um fries whereas chicken legend and all that's part of the premium menu of mcdonald's so there's different levels there's the saver stuff which is like the 99p stuff the the big mac the chicken quarter pound or whatever but then like the stuff they have every month you know when they swap the things like the promo stuff you know when like big tasty and all their new mm. burgers come in that's mm. the premium stuff and chicken legend was part of the premium stuff so i'm yeah. assuming maybe they're going to keep bringing it in every other six months or so like they do with the other burgers they bring every month like um big tasty but i think the only reason they just went to the saver menu the stuff that was cheap their the basics yeah yeah the stuff that's cheap for them like um the big mac because everybody loves a big mac and today it came out that they're doing a double chicken big mac which is yeah i saw that which is gonna be interesting mcdonald's has that shit sorry you just you're one person who goes to mcdonald's a lot though not i don't fuck with mcdonald's you know i, I have to no. The only know? thing I get from McDonald's is the fillet of fish. <laughs> and that's usually when I'm drunk. Do they still do it? Yeah. Oh. oh. If I'm drunk and I'm getting lit, I'll get a fillet of fish. But I don't fuck with McDonald's like that. And they're too expensive. When I was in high school, yeah, a meal was like £3. The other day I was getting food for my mum. When I saw the meals, it was like £6. Almost £6. But that depends if it's a company or a franchise. The franchise It doesn't matter. It's too expensive. They bump up their prices, franchises. It's too expensive. Any McDonald's I see is too expensive. When I was in school, it was £3. It's, it was and it's school the, 11 and years it's the, ago. And it's, it doesn't matter. And it's the same portion size. The yeah. portion sizes are getting smaller. The price is going up. So I don't fuck with McDonald's. It's inflation. I don't fuck with McDonald's. But food prices, they keep saying food prices, everything is going up. Like, remember when I was in school, you buy a Fredo or whatever for like 15p. But now look at it. Like, you could buy a Crunchy bar for 50p and it was massive than it, it is today. And now it's like a pound. That's just how, that's not just a price. I've never, no, I've never noticed such a difference than McDonald's. Oh, no. I've, I've, I see with everything. I, I haven't. Yeah. I don't pay attention to anything else because I don't really buy chocolate bars and all that shit. But mcdonald's even not even last year it was that price so i don't know but me personally junk food i personally think is a rip-off anyway like i don't fuck with junk food. i try not to fuck with junk food like that because it's just a rip-off and the food is shit even today like me and my friends were talking about like this restaurant well, not restaurant but like takeaway shopping app and we was talking about it <laughs> and they were saying that like it makes them sick in it every time they eat it. And I was thinking, what's in the food to make you sick every time you eat it? This is junk food. Like, me personally, I prefer to cook everything. Like, especially for the past, like, year. I just want to cook everything because the food out there is shit, basically. And I actually encourage people to cook their own food and not go out and buy junk food. Maybe every now and then, it's not too bad. But too often, it's too much. And it's shit and expensive. I see one girl tweet the other day that she deleted all her apps, all her Uber Eats, Deliveroo, whatever else is out there. 
Because it's too much. It's too expensive. But also, when you use those apps, they add an extra bloody service charge. They yeah. Or this extra. But I also do think it depends on where you live. Because where I live, a, a meal was only like £4.19, £4.30. So I think it might be London. London expects prices like... What, McDonald's? Yeah. They're still... Yeah, like, maybe. I mean, London's expensive for everything. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me, but... I think Ooh. it's London because I remember when I come to London, things are a bit more... They add an extra 20, 30p or whatever. And also, like I said, if it's a franchise, it's a bit more as well. So it just depends where you live. Because where I live, like, I remember when I was buying a Happy Meal somewhere and it cost me like £3.49 or £3 something. When I buy it here, it's £2.99. Mm. So there's that 50p difference. Um and how it is. But I just think, yeah, it's, it's it's shitty. Some of the food... Me, I'm not a fan of takeaway because I grew up eating a lot of takeaway. My mum likes to buy a lot of takeaway. Like, <laughs> Fridays to about Mondays for us were takeaway. And and I'm just fed up. When I was younger, I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Like Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, every Friday? we mm. used, Every Friday would get McDonald's. And then I ended up working there as well. So it's like me and McDonald's had this like 15 mm. year relationship where like every Friday or so, <laughs> every weekend I would be eating McDonald's basically. Yeah. But I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I, I, sometimes you can't be bothered to cook. So it's okay. So you can kind of go and like get something. Yeah. But, to be fair, I don't mind fish and chips. I like fish and chips. That's mm. where I'll go. That's where my go-to now. Like I'm fed up with like McDonald's, mm. Nando's, Domino's. I'll go here and there. Like th- there's certain things I won't get, but McDonald's is the last place for me. But my daughter loves <laughs> McDonald's, which is a typical child thing. Kids mm. love McDonald's. Like yeah, I don't understand. Do. Like it's just like why, why? But I I can't complain because I used to love it as well. But mm. what's in the food? I don't know. The food, I think it's the stuff they keep put in there to keep it last longer, to make it last longer or whatever it is. I think, um, obviously, every now and then it's not bad. Like, everybody, you know, picks out every now and then, whether it's junk food, chocolate, whatever it may be. But, like, I don't know. I think, like, even my dad, me and my dad was talking the other day and he was saying that, like, when he moved to this area, there was hardly any takeaway places and now it's literally where I live every other shop is a takeaway shop like there's 101 takeaway shops where I live and to be honest a lot of it is probably shit food I'm not even gonna lie I remember back in the day in school people used to say like this particular restaurant was like pigeon (laughs) and nobody used to believe it everyone just used to like say it and chat shit but it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me if people were basically getting cheap shit and selling it for high prices because that's business at the end of the day but when I see some of the stuff like when my friend was saying earlier that every time she eats eats the food it makes her sick I was just thinking well what's in the food what's what's going on is it a hygiene thing or is it like what they're putting in the food what is it and for me going forwards I'm trying not to fuck with junk food at all because the food that is shit food it's just greasy oily just shit although i do love the cod and chips so that one will have to stay yeah. but everything else yeah yeah me fishing i'll go fishing chips but um, your friend maybe it's just her her body and her system that doesn't agree with that restaurant's food it wasn't just her that said it though oh really yeah 
Bare people complain about that players. Oh, okay, mate. Well, why are they still in business? Because when if people are getting sick like that, I think. Well, from my experience, I never got, I never got sick from it. But you can eat, you eat it, and then, you know, you can just tell that this food just is like shit. But it tastes nice at the time. But I don't know. I was thinking maybe when I ate it in the past, I got sick after, but didn't realize it was because of the food. But not sick, but like maybe you go to the toilet, but you don't realize what it is. You just think, oh, I just need to go to the toilet. But it sounds like it's messing people up. Mm-hmm. They need to be careful, boy. They're gonna get shut down. That's so funny. The, to be honest, if I if I get takeaway, it will be like the general ones, like like I said, McDonald's when I'm drunk, or I might do KFC, but that will be rare. Or like a Nando's, like I'll go Nando's. But all these other little chicken shops, and in London there's bear chicken shops, bear chicken shops, and kebab shops. Hello. I was in London the other day, and where I was for this training, I walked out, and me and the other people were like, oh, let's go eat. And they say, like, yeah, we'll go Greg's. Me, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah we'll go Greg's. Mm. Me being me, I'm thinking, okay, where I live, like, if I say I'm going Greg's, there's not other, no other restaurants or food places you're going to pass. You're going to just, when you get to Greg's, then that's going to be it. As we're walking, we'll come out of the place. There's Ananda's there. There's Sam's there. There's Dixie's there. There is McDonald's there. There's KFC there. There's Domino's there. And then by the time you get to, to bloody Greg's, I was like, I don't want Greg's no more. <laughs> I was like, I don't want Greg's. I, did, I was like to them, I don't, where I live, it's not like this. I can't mm. walk past like seven, eight, nine restaurants until I get to where I need to get. If I'm going Greg's, I, I don't pass any other places, maybe mm. one or two, but they're not like that. And I just couldn't believe how many restaurants or food, food takeaway places i went past so i was like i don't even want greg's normal but i was, I was like okay we agreed to come greg so i'll just get greg's so <laughs> getting greg's but i've been tempted while walking on this street by like 10 other places to go to and i was like this is crazy where where i live it's like that but it's not mm-hmm. like that it's, it was just crazy that like what you said there's so many chicken that's, shops yeah that's London, literally what it is and takeaways and i believe it when i walked out and now that's one thing i clocked straight away i was like whoa how are you walking past like 10 places literally to Greg's yet? that's literally how it is where i live every other shop is a takeaway shop literally whether it's a kebab chicken pizza whatever else they whatever else there is out there there's so many places and i just think like People, one, are sport for choice and there's so many options. Like, there's nothing to sort of motivate you, I guess, to cook at home. Like, obviously, some people, especially, I guess, maybe single people that live by themselves, what motivation have you got to cook at home? That's why I'm saying, like, and I think there was an argument before because um, people were saying that, you know, healthy food is so cheap, uh, so expensive and junk food or fatty food is so cheap. And I hear that argument, but I just think, You've got to you've got to kind of put yourself to it and not just rely on what the shops are doing. You just got to put yourself to it and say, okay, I'm gonna just buy healthy stuff and I'm not gonna buy takeaway stuff. But it's all marketing stuff. Like when they, for example, when somebody posts like a picture of an aisle in Sainsbury's and it's full of chocolate and crisps and sweets and it's all like a pound, 
and then you go around the corner and all the healthy stuff is like two pound one pound fifty and stuff but i just think it's more expensive but it's more beneficial to you because obviously in the uk there's like i'm not sure what the numbers are but in terms of like obesity and stuff like that and people not being fit and stuff and it's quite high like because people are not people are just running to the quick options and i get it because people are working people got families whatever whatever but i just think well what's going to benefit you is eating healthy going to benefit you or is eating cheap and shit going to benefit you so that's why i said for me like especially for well for a while now but i'm just i just want to cook at home and just eat obviously you pig out every now and then but on a regular basis it's long it's expensive and it's shit and you just, i mean you never know what, well you don't know what you're putting in your body but i just think cooking at home i don't know me personally i don't mind cooking but some people don't like cooking so maybe that's why because i know there's a lot of people out there that don't like cooking especially when they finish work but you've got also people that you can say yeah there's the cheap aisle and there's the expensive stuff which is the healthy stuff but some people don't have the money to be getting the healthy stuff so the easy option for them is the cheap stuff that's the stuff they can afford to eat to be able to feed their families that's all they can have but also some people Mm. they could be eating healthy but they've just got weight problems some people no matter what they eat they put on weight they're just big built so it could be like obesity is to do with sometimes what they eat, but sometimes it's also to do with what you can actually afford. Some families are not actually able to make ends meet on a weekly or monthly basis because inflation, food prices are going up, especially over the last year. Um, that's why the government is saying stuff like they want to cut down on VAT because the cost of living is rising. Mm. So there's these things you have to think about that families, for example, for families that don't have a lot of money, they can't just decide, to, okay, let me just go and spend maybe £20 in the healthy aisle and get like four, five, six, seven things. Whereas if they go in the frozen food aisle, they're going to get food that could last them a week with that amount of money. So sometimes it's also depending on affordability. You've mentioned it's expensive. But it's, it's mm. okay if you can afford it, but it's not if you can't afford it. It's about well, it's that so privilege. Did- so does that mean that you should eat junk food and fatty food because you can't afford healthy food? Because I I shop, I shop, well, me personally, I buy branded stuff in it. But if I didn't buy branded stuff, my shopping would be half the price. So people that are shopping on a budget, fruits, for example, fresh fruits, inexpensive. You could buy five bananas for 30p, 40p. So me... I buy branded stuff, so my stuff is more expensive. But you, if you get a bunch of bananas, weigh it on the scale, it's like 45p. Spread down. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the vegan, vegan is different. Because I said, fair enough, the vegan stuff is expensive. But again, like I said, I was buying branded stuff. But if I bought, like, Tesco oat milk, that might have been cheaper. That probably is cheaper. But I was buying... You know, because I don't know why I was trying to act bougie because I'm really not, but I was trying to be there buying branded stuff. But I think, I don't know. I don't think it's about talking from a place of privilege because I'm not rich. But I think you can't, that, fair enough, people are living on a budget. Everybody's living on a budget. But 
to say you're going to just buy the unhealthy option because you can't afford the healthy option, I think there's got to be a balance somewhere where you can say, we're still going to try and eat healthier. Because there's people who, for example, when I was young, obviously things were different because things were cheaper. But when I was young, my parents weren't rich. My parents lived on a budget and I didn't eat. We didn't eat unhealthy in my house. My parents cooked all the time. We barely had takeaway. We barely had junk food. And we always, there was always fruits and veg in my house. There was always vegetables in my in my dinner. There was always fruit in my, for example, when I was going to school and stuff. So <clears throat> I think there's just a balance somewhere. Like I get it's more expensive. And obviously the whoever makes the prices, whatever, government, whoever it is, they don't help the situation. But I think there's going to have to come a time where you're going to have to sit back and think, well, I'm not going to feed my kids or I'm not going to feed my family all unhealthy and junk food because that's not going to benefit their, their health so I don't think it's necessarily talking about from a place of privilege I just think it's a case of being conscious in what you're buying and whether you have to set out a plan or a budget or whatever like places like Aldi Aldi's mad cheap Aldi's super cheap you can go there get your fruit your veg your meat pasta whatever it is all on a budget you don't have to buy branded stuff so, I don't know. I think there is, obviously, people are not, ain't got money like that, but I think there's a solution to it by shopping cheap and being conscious of what you're spending. Yeah, I get that. Because they can still shop cheap. Shop cheap. Um, and I don't think because you don't have the money that gives you an excuse to buy junk food. But what I'm saying is that with buying the less healthy stuff, you're able to buy more. And that can keep them going for longer. So some people, like, that I've spoken to, they could say, okay, I'm on a budget of £20 a week. Me, I don't know how somebody can live off that. Because, like, like you, I like branded food. There's certain things I can't buy. They have to be branded. Like, mm. well, most things, basically, I can't. There's a lot of things I can't eat that are not branded. Because it's just, like... <laughs> It tastes, it tastes disgusting to me but um <laughs> i thought i was bougie i just buy the brands because i just buy the brands but you're saying it tastes different no it tastes disgusting have you ever had ketchup that's not branded it's disgusting mayonnaise that's no not branded. i've had mayonnaise that's not branded and that was awful experience nice. <laughs> that was like never again <laughs> yeah like stuff like for example like cereal that's not branded like yeah cereal. see i can eat non-branded cereal no that's not there's a lot of things i can't eat that's not that it has to be branded for me because it just tastes it doesn't taste nice mm. um and but then that's just my taste buds because that's what I'm used to. Like crisps, I can't buy cheap crisps. I can't mm. buy the like Tesco crisps. I need branded like McCoys or Walkers mm. or whatever. I can't eat like chocolate, any of that stuff. Like I can't do it because, for example, the other day I was in the shop. I was in Asda, and as I'm going to the crisp file, the lady goes. She looks at me. She sees what I'm about to buy. She goes, "Oh, young lady, you should buy this. These." You can buy like three of them for twenty seven p. Look at them, Mm-mm, sis. And it's I'm, okay. <laughs> she goes, why, why? She goes, why buy the other ones for two pound when you can get these ones for thirty nine p or something? And I was just like, oh really? And she goes, yeah. And that, when she left it, I was like, I will never buy that. For my, mm-mm, I will never buy that. But then I and then I was just going off that whole thing. I think it is a privilege to be fair because I can't for her. She's saying I can't afford to buy those two pound crisps. But I can is she saying that? 
No, she was. She Is was... she saying she can't afford to? Because a she... lot of people that buy them cheap stuff can afford. Ah, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Because for me, if you, why would you buy cheap when you get taste? You can get stuff that tastes better. Okay, let me. One thing, the reason why I say that, yeah, it might not necessarily taste better, but for example, pricing, yeah, and tastes better actually. When I used to work at Sainsbury's, we obviously like, I used to get, well, regular customers that people would come in, make conversation with you, you know, tell that, tell you about themselves, whatever. And I used to work in the, well, I've worked in so many roles in Sainsbury's, but I used to work in a department where we used to reduce the stuff that was going out of date. And let me tell you one thing. The people who will come buy the stuff that's going out of there that has been reduced to next to nothing are the ones harassing you, waiting for you to put the sticker on the thing for them to go buy it. So when I say, yeah, sometimes people who want to be doing the most for budget and couponing and all of these stuff, sometimes they're the people with the most money. I'm not even going to lie to you. So I get what you're saying about that lady. Maybe she may actually have been like, I have to buy the cheap stuff. But a lot of people, yeah, when they're out here doing the most for the cheap stuff, they've got the most money. Ah, it's okay. That I've got, I've got a family member who does that. They wait in Tesco until they're putting the stickers where they're. Yeah, they come in at them times. They know the time after school run, run four o'clock, five, six, seven. That's when they're putting the stickers on. They've told me like Vivian, if and I was like, I don't have time to be planning (laughs) to be going to the shop at this time so i can go through and some of them shout they'll be fighting with one another. fighting they'll be fighting so fighting. They, i remember one time they took me yeah i couldn't believe what i saw with my eyes i was like, i was like, is this what happens for 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 people to buy 5p food i was like it's okay i'll buy full price rather than me fighting with people over the shop guys do you know when the pandemic hit and people are fighting over tissues and food over the shops that's what these people be doing over this mini price food when it's discounted at the end of the day because the food will be going off on this like on today or going off tomorrow so some of these people will just go home and freeze it and that's what they do they'll just do it like that but um for me, I maybe they can afford it. Some of them I know who do that. They are generally trying to save, um, and they're tight people. But some people generally can't afford it. And there's a lot of the stats show you that there's a, I don't know how many people in the country living below the poverty line in this country. Poverty. So there's people that are in those situations, and obviously. We're in a situation, that's why I say it's privilege, because we can speak like this, because we can afford to buy certain things. We can say, no, why don't you just think about your health? Why don't you think about this? But some people, they haven't even got the, those that choice to even make. It's just like, listen, I just need to put food on the table and I don't give a fuck what it is. My children and my family mm-hmm. needs to eat and that's it. Whether it's junk or healthy, I give zero fucks. Because this week or next week, I don't have money. And this is all I can put on the food on the table at the moment this week. So some people are faced with those predicaments where they don't have that op- those options. Is it a lot of people? I don't know what the stats are, but I know there's a reasonable amount of people out there who are in those situations. And I used to work in debt recovery. And when I used to speak to some of those people who were in debt, when they used to do their incoming and expenditure forms, some of them, the amount of deficits they'll be in every single month, mm. minus this, minus that, minus that. And I was like, that really woke me up because when I was working, that was only like 20. And I was like, 
I didn't know there's this amount of people living in deficits on a monthly basis. Yeah. Um, that <clears> I think <throat> um, I don't even know how I'm affording this month. I have to. I don't know how I'm gonna feed my children. So, mm-hmm. and then those people also end up getting themselves into debt because they yeah. try to get money from anywhere they can. So I think we are speaking from a, a place of privilege because we're talking about branded foods. We're not talking. We're only talking about Tesco, Sainsbury's, um, you know, Asda. But whoever you can buy the branded food, there's people who'll be going. There's another next level who'll be going in John Lewis, who'll be going in M&S, who'll be going in Waitrose. Then you've got another level who'll go after that. I don't know what the next one. So there's different shops that you go. There's levels in it. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Aldi. I shop in Aldi. If I could do all my shopping in Aldi, I would do all my shopping in Aldi. The only reason why I even go Tesco one is because obviously my mum works there, I get discount, which is really shit when you compare it to Aldi. And two, sometimes Aldi don't have everything in stock. So I have to go to other shops. But if I could do all my shopping in Aldi, I'll do all my shopping in Aldi because they're cheap. I could literally do the same shopping in Aldi and spend like £22 and go Tesco and spend like 35 That's literally the difference. So for me... That's why I say for me, it's not a place of privilege because I'll go Aldi. Like I care about name brands, but really I don't. Because if I had to live on a budget and when I have had to live on a budget, I would. Obviously, I'll just get my mum to buy the mayonnaise. So I, can, I, <laughs> I need that. The but mayonnaise. Oh, it's too much. Like the other day I bought a Tesco mayonnaise. Yeah. And it was, I can't, it's still in my fridge. I can't eat it. It's horrible. So, but other stuff. I don't care. I, I really, I literally don't care. I can eat whatever, especially because, like I said, I try to cook everything anyway. So when I cook it up, it's, it's okay. Like, for example, even things like fish and prawns, like in, in, in Aldi, two salmon fillets could be maybe, let's say, £2.50 or £2.25. Yeah. In Tesco, it's all £4.25, £3.75. That difference, and, and I've clocked as well. When you do one, two bits of shopping, it's different. But when you do like a big lot of shopping, it completely adds up. And you look at your receipt and when you, they're totaling it and you're, you're seeing £80. I think it was I spent £80 on. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week you're in the shops again. So I do get, um, obviously people do live on a budget and people do have families think but that's what I said for single people maybe it's different because you might have more leniency to do certain things but if you've got a family and stuff you've got kids you're going to think about more things so I get it but there's also the balancing act where you have to think about the health of your children because child obesity is a thing I think it's even increased during the pandemic and nobody wants their kids to be unwell or unhealthy that nobody wants that for themselves Nobody wants that for their kids. So I just think it's just a balancing act of being cheap and cheerful. Because me, I love a cheap and cheerful. Cheap and cheerful when it comes to anything. Cheap and cheerful when it comes to everything. Cheap and cheerful. That's my motto. Everybody loves it. But, yeah, you just got to think about, because, I don't know, but 
the shops are expensive. I will, I will admit that the ship, the shops are expensive and nobody wants to be driving around here, there, burning fuel to go to every different shop to go compare. Although saying that there was a website I used at uni, I think it's called my supermarket. I don't know if it's still around, but you, you search for what you want and it tells you which shop is the cheapest. But then if you're doing that for everything, that's long. Nobody wants to be running around to every shop. That whole my supermarket, what will be good is if they done it like this, that you shop online, you see the comparison, then you put everything in your basket and then you just buy it yeah. and then all the shops send you everything at once. But they can't do that. You have to buy oh. everything from one shop and it, yeah. it doesn't work like that and it's frustrating. But like when you say like you can always buy from different shops, obviously, but like I, it's long going to... One, two, three, four. But like over the last few weeks, I've gone because I've got Aldi, Lidl, Sainsbury's around. Lidl's another one. Yeah, they're the ones that are around me, my closest. Because I don't, I prefer ASDA. My Mm. place to shop is ASDA, but my ASDA is like a ten fifteen minute drive, Mm. and I'm not doing that. That's the other side of town. Um, it's okay. Mm. Um, but I've got the big warehouse shop. Big warehouse. Do you have that? Yeah, so it's it's like basically a big Iceland, basically, mm. but it's part of the Iceland group. Um, mm. so I've got them around me, and I've got B and M around me as well. Oh, so, B&M. so I've got B and M, that big warehouse. I've got Lidl, Audi, and Sainsbury's. So they're the f- shops, and they're all within like a mile of me, so I can get there. So I normally go to I don't know which one it is Audi or Lidl. I don't know the difference. I get confused between them two. They look the same to me. Mm. Um, the only one I know the difference is that one has a bakery and the other one doesn't. That's the only thing I can tell them apart. Little but... is the bakery one. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but, um, but what I've realised over the last couple of weeks, I've gone to Asda and I've gone to Tesco. Mm. and But I've seen the difference in how much everything costs Yeah, in these different shops. Like Sainsbury's, I don't mind because I don't like places like Sainsbury's, Tesco and Asda because they have too many aisles for me. Mm. And I'm a person that goes in every single aisle and I'll end up picking up stuff in every single aisle. Mm. And then by the time I come out, my shopping is selling me £120. <laughs> so, and because of that, and I go, they have clothes aisles. I go in the clothes aisles too and I'll end up picking up things I don't need. Mm. So, I prefer to go to Aldi or Lidl because they don't have, they don't have, they've only got like eight aisles and that's perfect. Yeah. And they don't have clothes, mini clothes anyway. I'm not even going to looking at those sections. I'm mm. going through to my to my meat and my veg and then whatever. So, but I I get what you're saying because I like the branded stuff. So I always have to go like for example, little out. But then I will have to go to like B and M or the warehouse shop to get all the other branded stuff that I need. Mm. But I have to go to other shops to get those things. But um, what I've realized is that sometimes you can spend a lot of time going from one place to another to another to another and sometimes i need to go to the black people shop mm. to go and get something that i need from the black people shop so i remember once before christmas when i was doing my christmas shopping for food and stuff i we went like to eight shops and my daughter was like mommy how many shops have we gone to today <laughs> and i was like i don't know it's too much i've lost count <laughs> but i'm lucky that all the shops are within like um, two miles of me so mm. it's okay, but it's frustrating when you have to stop, start, stop, start, stop, stop. Park and all them stuff. So. Exactly. But when you think of like when you said healthy, you have to think of your children and the healthiness and stuff. 
you've got frozen fruit you've got frozen vegetables yeah stuff like that so you can always have those things but you've got frozen meat i don't know but there's always frozen stuff in it because the frozen aisle just doesn't have junk food it has yeah so the healthy stuff it has frozen veg because what's wrong with buying frozen broccoli or frozen yeah. mixed peas. Most people I know buy frozen mixed peas or yeah. mixed veg. So you can always buy those things. But I just think maybe sometimes it depends on the people. But it is true that the healthier stuff is more expensive in shops, regardless of whatever you try to do. It's always mm. going to come out a bit more expensive. So that's why these rich ass people, their, their skin will be looking nice. They'll be looking healthy because they eat good food. They're eating good food. But also yeah. here, a lot of the food is processed, yeah. which, is, which is not good. For example, like in Zimbabwe, nothing is processed over there. And you can taste it when you're eating mm. the food. It just it tastes good because it's, it just tastes so oh, organic and natural mm. and nice. Whereas over here, you can tell it's, mm, it's not nice. So sometimes that also <laughs> contributes to um, people's weight and their obesity mm. rates because they put so much stuff in it. So, so, so much salt as well. Yeah. They're even adding a salt tax. Are they? That'll I think be so. That'll be good. I know a lot of black people love salt. They love putting extra salt on foods. But um, when I say black people, I mean Zimbabweans. Zimbabweans love salt. They will put salt before they've even tasted the foods. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the food um, that contains high amounts of salt. So, like, the re- you know, ready meals and stuff like that. Like, those, I think, I don't, I don't know if it's actual salt. But like the things that contain salt, they're gonna add a thing. I think they're salt tax. So they added the sugar tax, um, and I think they're doing the same with salt. Me personally, I just think like why add tax? I've always said this because I don't know. Maybe it's the because I used to be a chef in it. Maybe it's the chef in me. I just think to myself, why don't you instead of adding tax to things because this country's love this country loves to add tax. Why don't you make the why don't you enforce regulations? for that that there has to be a minimum or maximum of this particular thing in the types of food for people that are making the food instead you add the tax on the people that are buying it why don't you make certain regulations but no they want to make money so of course they're going to add taxes you took the words out of my mouth i was just thinking that but i was thinking it the other way like i was thinking instead of you adding tax on salt or sugar why don't you make those things, obviously they're making it more expensive, reduce the prices of healthy foods. Surely that makes more sense. But like what you said, why don't you say like maybe a minimum requirement and if you're above those levels, you need to, people need to pay tax. Like what you said, if you go in a shop, the junk food aisle, the food there is much cheaper. So why don't you make the, the junk food much more expensive? But... What they know is people are still going to buy those things because they know people are addicted to like stuff like that. Have you ever met anybody who's addicted to healthy foods? I don't think so. People are addicted to junk foods. So because of the sugars or of the salt or whatever it is that gives them a rush. Like since the whole Coke thing, look, you go to McDonald's, they'll add you an extra 50p for buying Coke. Literally. Okay, thank you. I'll get a Fanta. <laughs> it's okay like you know nando's when they ask you what do you want a coke or a f-? like what drink do you want i want a bottomless but what bottomless yeah that's mad because now they'll give you a different glass if you got coke yeah that's mad huh please and think, coke, coke is nice as well <laughs> i think 
when it comes to food production, obviously the more expensive it is to make, the more going to add to it. So if it's if it costs you, for example, five pound a serving, you're not going to charge five pounds to buy it. You're going to charge it. You're going to increase the price so you can get a profit. So I understand why healthy food might cost more because maybe it costs more to make, whereas the cheaper food, for example, the junk food, sugar, whatever, it might not be as expensive to make. But my thing is with the salt, for example, like with the salt tax that they're thinking of adding or they're adding. If this company produces food that goes over the salt limit, give them a tax to pay. Don't give the people, the civilians, normal people, the tax to pay because you're just buying something that you, you're just buying because you like it or whatever. They've marketed it in a way where it's attracted your eye and you've bought it. Why are you adding the tax? Even like sugar, the sugar tax, people still buy Coke. One thing I must say about the Coke, in certain shops, it's not as easily accessible. So you have to look for it more as before it was just there. Whereas some shops I see, all you see is Coke Zero or Diet Coke. You have to look for the Coke. So I get that because obviously that's steering people away. But with the salt tax, I just think you're just adding a tax. You're just adding extra money for people to buy, for people to pay for. That's it. You're not promoting no healthy options. You're not promoting nothing. You're just adding something for people to pay for. And it's just like, you're just it's just a money scheme. That's why I think it's just a money scheme. Because if there was really about that life, they would tell the manufacturers of the food, limit your soul. Because either it's killing people, it's causing this, it's causing heart disease, whatever. You're not saying that. You're just saying, okay, people, you like to eat this. So te- we're going to enable you, but we're going to make some money out of it. So we're going to add a tax. That's true. I do think it's a money-making scheme, but I also do think the government do tell companies, but we probably just don't hear about it as much because we all backlash when we're now having the ones having to pay the extra amount of money because me, you don't have to put salt. I can add my own salt as well as the sugar, to be fair. You don't need to put it in there for me, but there's certain things I know that have to come with it in there. I don't know. I just think it is a lot of times with the government, to be fair, a lot of it is money-making schemes and what can you do it is what it is because people at the end of the day will still go and pay like you les that's one thing i have that's one thing i, I can't sorry i can't that you listing pisses me off i was like why would i pay tax insurance and all of this stuff every single year and now you're asking me to pay as well to drive <laughs> every day that i just don't understand that but everything is just too money making money make money making because Obviously, people can buy newer cars or um, electric cars like they want. They want to switch over to electric. But I always just always think like, but why? Because what's the point of me paying insurance, paying all of this stuff, if you're going to ask people to pay money on top of what they're doing? And I just think, the thing is, people just cope. They're like, like, okay. (laughs) They're like, all right, cool. Like, I'll just pay. When I was in London the other day, the way I was like, I went to an area where there was no ULES. I was like, I was driving it and I literally, I was like, if I take this wrong exit, I'm yeah. in a ULES zone. I was like, Vivian, don't. And I was like, this one, I will stop. I will not go into this roundabout. <laughs> I will not take the wrong exit because I'm not going into the zone. And literally where I was, if I turned right, I was in a ULES zone. If I turned left, I wasn't. Oh. And I was just, they literally, that's where the separation mm. was. Like, I get there, and I'm in, like, two different zones. My left and my right are two different zones. And it's I was mad. Just like, you freaking... 
are you kidding me? To telling me if I just drove over, over the roundabout, I'm in a zone now I have got to pay to drive mm-hmm. there. Hmm. It's okay. Me, I won't go there. I won't drive. Me, I'm not going to London. I, that, drive. I don't blame you, to be honest. I mean, my I don't pay. My car qualifies for ULES, so I don't worry about ULES. But even congestion, sometimes when I'm driving, like if I drive to the office, I have to be careful what I'm doing because next thing you know, the roads, one little side road is you see the big red sea and you're thinking, wait, that's how I got caught one time. I went in the road to, done a, to do a three-point turn and I got a letter saying congestion, £85. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. So I don't, I honestly, when people say they don't come, they're not coming to London or whatever, I don't blame them because even this whole £2 charge they're trying to impose, it's a deep one. A two pound charge to drive in London. For what? For the 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 unclean cars, and the, so obviously not electric. ULES. On top of you. No, no, no. This will replace you, Les. So it's two pound every time you drive. Oh, that's okay. I don't mind that. No, fuck that, bruv. I'm okay. And with it's that. per mile. Per mile. What do fuck you mean? that. Per mile. Two. I think it's a two pound per mile charge. I think that's what it is. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me, yeah. People are already paying £15 for ULES, yeah? And £18 for congestion charge, right? And now you're telling them... It's even £18 now. Is, is that not how much thingy is? I don't know, because I don't pay it. I don't go nowhere, so I don't know. And you're telling me now to £2 per mile to drive in... Ah, this is the this is the whole make money making scheme that they're doing, and if anybody follows that, people will follow it. Though that's the thing. I don't know. Me, I will never live in London, in it. So for me, it's never like in anything that appeals to me. And I barely ever go to London. I go to London like two, three times a year. Mm. And when I am going, I've got things to do, and I I will meet people like where people live that I go to see. They live outside of the zone, and if they live in the zone, I'm not going. <laughs> Simple as yeah. that. But um, it's just too much because. Yeah, I don't. Look, I don't see their pill. London motorists could face a charge of up to two pound per mile under proposals being considered by the London Mail. Why do people agree? <laughs> why do people just put up with this and not say anything? I'm so lucky I don't live there because where I live, I don't think people would agree with that. You know, because we don't even have many cars on the road. It's just money making. Boris Johnson told told the the House of Commons or the House of Parliament that Sadiq Khan bankrupted the TfL. And now he's trying to get the money back. He increased the fares. He's increased the congestion. He's done ULEZ, expanded ULEZ. Now £2 driving charge. How has he um, bankrupted the thingy? That's what Boris said. Because they was giving out free journeys during the pandemic. Maybe that's bankrupted the TFL. Maybe all these changes. Boris sat there and said that he's bankrupted the TFL. Oh, sweat down. Yeah, I remember. I was I was literally watching it because they asked him something about it and he was like, oh, basically direct your question to Sadiq Khan because he bankrupted the TFL. <laughs> Matting. But it's, look, it's, it seems to be true because my man's imposing all of these new charges. Like people, I actually feel sorry for people that have to drive in new lay zones every day. Thank God my car qualifies, but I mean, I don't really drive anywhere like that anyway. But even if, if I had to drive outside into areas that my, is you layers, I'll be finished. People can't afford to do that. Congestion yeah, my- is one thing, but ULA's, and they've widened it. The ULA the, the zone is so wide now. It's all of basically London. It's all of London, basically. It's, it's the majority of London. Yeah. It's majority like places where, unless you, obviously, unless you go around, 
but that that's long. It's going to take long you long. Do that's, that. do you know how long that's going to take you exactly, to go around London on the M25 to get yeah, to the other know. side? But um, I, I think it's too much. Like, obviously, people can get new cars and stuff, but people can't afford it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. If people can't afford it, and for example, like I would say, my car is a nice car, and I like my car, and it still looks decently new. So why would I get my new car just so we could fit in in the zone? But it's luckily I don't live there. But there's also people who are in the same situation as me who love their old cars. Mm. Who like who love like for example people that like antiques or um all of that type of cars that are old. So what are they meant to do? Pay every single time they want to drive their lovey lovey cars they love. I'm sorry. And I also like for example for parents, if your child goes to school like ten minutes down the road. Mm. and you've got a car that doesn't meet the emission zones or whatever so you have to pay every time to drive your child to school get on the bus basically Ah? this this whole scheme is trying to for me the way i see it is they just don't want they just want people driving in london they want london to be this green zone where you know the whole contribution to climate change and stuff they don't want people driving in london that's that's the bottom line. They just don't want people driving in London. So, because not and and as I said before, it's not just an old car thing. Because my dad's car is old and it's petrol and it meets Ulez, and it's more than ten years old. It's more than it's actually more than like twelve years old, and his car meets the Ulez. So it's nothing. To, sometimes it's nothing to do with age. So yeah, that's, that's why younger than your dad's, and doesn't mean. And you pay Ulez, and he doesn't. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's nothing to do with age. Sometimes it's to do with the emissions. If your car's high or low emissions. Oh please. So they just want people driving in London. That's it. Oh please, I I, I don't get it. It's a, it's frustrating to know, but I don't know. For me, it's okay. It's a thing, yeah, because it's not a thing for me because it does annoy me. But I don't live in London, so it's okay. But um, if you do live in London. It's stressed because I went to my friends one time and we went to the Living Woolwich mm. and we drove to like a shopping center across the road and they drove we, they they were driving my car mm. and they was like Viv you know we can't drive there no more in your car you know <laughs> I was like what because like, I was like, that's a, that's a Yule zone now. And it's literally across the road. And that's where the, like, the Asda is. The shopping center is there. Like, to go get your food now, to drive across the road, my car doesn't meet that. Like, it's just, it's just so crazy to me. But uh, I went to, but to be fair, I was in London the other day as well. And I was on trains all day. So mm-hmm. we traveled on trains all day. And to be fair, it wasn't bad. It was actually okay. And this was a Saturday. And... <laughs> It was calm. And the whole day, we went to, like, so many different places. We stopped in different places, stopped central London. We went from, like, zone two to, like, zone six. Mm. We went through loads of zones. And by the time, at the end of the day, it was only £10. Mm. And I was just like, I can see why they do it, though. Because I've travelled all day around London. The only thing is that it was cold. It was cold. I had to be up and waiting for training and all of this stuff. Mm. But, like... Apart from that, it was actually okay because you got to chill, you got to relax, you got to sit there. And I don't know when the last time I went on the train was before that. Mm. <laughs> I don't go on trains very much, but um, or public transport for that fact. But um, it was actually okay because 
I traveled through so many zones and on so many different rail lines or whatever, all those lines that you go on. Mm. But like, it was £10. Mm. So I can see why they do it. But if I was to drive around London, to be fair, I wouldn't got very far because of the fucking traffic and parking is fucking expensive in central London and stuff. Um, so it it makes sense. I can see, I've always said like, I can understand why they try to push people in London not driving because you've got access to public transport that's easily accessible, that comes very every one, two, three minutes. It's so quick. It's, you can just jump on and it's most of the time it's 24 hours. Whereas for where I live, it's different because buses come every like half an hour, 15 minutes. It's not so frequent and trains come at maybe every 20, 30 minutes. So for me, it's a bit difficult here because everything is not as frequent. You've got to wait a bit longer and it's also more expensive. Mm. Like a day pass, I don't know how much a day pass is in it, but like it's just, I can see why they do it for London because You've got the lines there. You've got everything to support you to do certain things. Yeah, London's the capital. So obviously, everything's going to be easier in London. Like, it's a tourist location. It's the capital, of course. But at the same time, I think, I don't think, I don't know much people that drive around central London. Most people that work in central London have things to do in central London. They get the train. But for someone who, like, for example, me, I was actively getting the train to work. And it's shocking. Not all the lines are 24 hours. There's only, I think, two lines that are 24 hours. So it's not that. And and London has, apparently London has one of the best transport services in the world. But when you actually use it, like, for example, when I was in Canada, their train service was so much better than London. London is just... I have my fi- my feelings about London's transport, but that's just my personal thing. But um, that's why I even, like, for example, going back into the office, so much people are still working from home because the commute, the trains, how busy they are. Even some people that I, I work with that have been going to work, going into the office, have said about how bad the trains are. It's like before the pandemic. Nobody wants to get on the train like that. So I don't know what has to be done, but for me, the the, the the public transport side, I don't really know about because I don't really fuck with the public transport, but the driving and stuff, I've always said they just don't want people driving in London. And congestion zone, I think, is okay because that's literally, like, the central areas of London, like Trafalgar Square, all them sides. These are, like, tourist attractions, so they don't want people driving there. I get that. But the ULEs... I just think, like, the ULEZ, for example, there's a ULEZ zone, like, 20 minutes from my house. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this ain't no tourist attraction around here. So what are you doing, ULEZ? You're trying to make clean zones. Fair enough. Okay, climate change, whatever. I understand. 20 minutes from my house does not need to be a ULEZ zone. And it's 20 minutes in so many directions. North, west, east, whatever way you go in direction of my house, 20 minutes is a ULEZ zone. My whole thing as well with where you live, yeah. They're talking about you, Les, yeah. Look how many planes are up and down up that Heathrow. Exactly. There's a lot of planes. Heathrow is one of the busiest airports in the world. So, I don't understand that. So, you're talking about you, Les, about cars. Planes make triple, not even triple, I don't know how, thousands more emissions compared to cars. 
and up that Heathrow, up and down, up and down that airport every single day. Look how many, every plane is landing and taking off every minute mm-hmm. up in that place. And you're talking about it's you just money. Oh, please. It's literally just like money. That. I don't like that because that, that's a piss take. There's planes up in the air every single day. <laughs> and they're, they're causing more issues than cars are. Everything causes more issues than cars. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but can we just have our cars? Like, they've taken so much. And to be honest, who wants to be getting on public? If, if most people could travel in their own space, they would. Nobody wants to be getting in public transport, especially during the peak of the pandemic. Nobody, nobody wants to be getting on the buses and the trains. Everybody wants... That's why I me. Mean. I was so glad I had my copy boys there travelling on the bus. Sorry, let me not be insensitive. <laughs> no. no. Public, obviously, public transport is good. We sound, we sound spoiled. I used to get the train to work. So I don't... I'm talking from somebody who's done both. Not just one. And nobody wants to get on the train. Everybody's miserable. Everybody's cramped up. Your face is under someone's armpit. Nobody wants that. Sorry. <laughs> it's too much. Like, I, me, I'm, I'm lucky where I live because I don't have to be, um, you know, up in public transport too tough. When I need to get somewhere, listen, I get there quick. There's no traffic, barely ever any traffic. No, no, no issues up on roads. None of that. When I, that's why I get frustrated when I drive in London. No matter what time I drive, there's always seems to be traffic everywhere and it pisses me off. But like, anywho, but it's, I think it just depends. Whatever they're trying to do, if they're trying to make it a yellow cab, you know, like New York, New York is literally yellow cabs everywhere. Oh, yeah. So they're trying to make it like New York where it's like a 24 hour city with like black cabs everywhere. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Um, black oh, cabs are expensive. Black cabs. Black cubs are a madness. Yeah. So me, I don't know in it, but I think it just is what it is and then we've got to deal with what we've got to do with, haven't we? But I think a lot of the stuff they impose, like all this ULES, all these tax and the food prices, the living costs, they only disadvantage more people, the poorer. Mm-hmm. They're making things worse off for the poorer people. That's it. That's, That's where the lies. Um and a lot of the rich people are the ones benefiting on top of that. So And also a, a lot of the rich people have got electric cars, so don't bother them anyway. Because yeah. most people who have petrol and diesel cars are not probably the highest earners or whatever it is. A lot of people have got electric cars. I see a lot of people that have got electric cars. I don't know their, their status, obviously, because I don't know them, but... I see a lot of people driving electric cars nowadays, but majority are still obviously going to have petrol and diesel. I don't want no freaking electric car. I want a car that makes noise. So, but like, I don't mind an electric car, but I'm just not yeah, I, do, I don't want one yet. No, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep my car until he dies. But, um, <laughs> no, but I think I have until 2030 to change it. No, I don't. I can, okay, no. I can change my car in 2029 and keep a normal car until whenever. But, Literally, I just don't understand. Me, when I didn't realize how much, like, that's how I know things are different to where you live compared to over here. I came to London a few months ago and I couldn't believe how much of the, how many of the black cabs were all electric and mm. the taxis and everything. And I was like, oh my God, for me where I live, it's not like that. A lot of the cars around here are still like normal. Mm. If I'm seeing electric cars, a lot of them around here are Teslas. Yeah. That's what I keep seeing. Bare people have Teslas around here. Mm. But, um, 
I just don't, me, I don't want an electric car yet because I, they don't make noise. I like a car that makes noise. Mm. They, they just like go. <laughs> I don't know. And I just feel like it's too, too much that electric is just, it's too much going on. Now it's going to be too much connectivity and I hate all of that stuff. But, um, yeah, so me, I, I don't want, I'm not ready for, for the car that doesn't, I like the <laughs> of a mm. car. <laughs> And I'm, I still like that. I'm not ready to switch to like nice, calm, smooth. And maybe I need to go try a test car and see if I like it when I sit in it. But, um, yeah. I mean, my brother's got an electric car and his his car is calm. Like, mm. it's just nippy, still the same. A lot, of, a lot of electric cars are still quite nippy. They might not make the noise, but they're quick. Like, me personally, I wouldn't mind an electric car. I don't, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't bother me if I have a petrol or diesel car or electric car it really doesn't matter whatever I, for me whatever is cheaper and looks nice I'm happy with but that's the way it's going like petrol and diesel cars are soon going to be a thing of the past and even I think I saw something where Boris I'm not sure if it was Boris or someone must have been Boris where they said that like um car parks now sh- should start building electric parking so people can charge their cars when they come and park so everything's catering towards that way. And that's why they're adding all these additional fees because they want people to pay if you're not... Like, the £2 thing is for the, the, the not for the cleanest cars. So if your car's not clean, you have to pay. I don't know. These people change their minds all the time. Ten years ago, they were saying diesel cars are the best. Now they're telling me, and everybody went and got diesel. Now you're telling me to get rid of my diesel yeah. car. No, diesel cars are not good piss. anymore. Oh, but you, 10 years ago, you were telling me they're the best things you can get. Get them. They're good for the economy. They're good for the no, nature, environment. Now you're telling me my diesel car is not good. Please. No. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I get, I get, I get, I've, but that's their goal, isn't it? They say by 2030, all cars, yeah, like most cars have to be electric. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens. But to be fair, it is cheap running an electric car. My stepdad was telling me how his brother, he has a Tesla. It cost him 20 pounds a month to run his car mm. that's Jeez. it 20 pound to run a car like and he goes to work back and forth and he does mileage every month hella mileage yeah. and you're telling me that it's costing you 20 pounds mm. oh that's cheap I, after that i was like that's up. the only reason <laughs> that's the only reason i'll get an electric yeah, car because yeah. you're telling me it's costing me 20 pounds and you don't probably don't have to pay road tax and you don't have to pay a lot of the stuff but um, yeah, hopefully we'll see what happens in the future regarding food, cars, the environment, where we're going, whether we're all going to be vegetarians by the time it's 2050, and we're all going to be driving flying cars by the time it's 2050 that are electric. So we don't know, Elon Musk is leading the way. We'll see where we're going. But Thanks, anyway, guys. guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah see you at the next show session. Bye. Bye. Bye.